0: The following Dharma talk was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome again. Wondering if anyone is here for the first time? And if so, if you'd like to unmute yourself and say hello?
1: hi um not my first time at common ground but my first time doing the online stuff so my name is paul and thanks for leading us through that great meditation it was really insightful and i think it's you know during covid it's been so difficult because i feel like my practice has suffered strangely even though i should have all of this you know free time on my hands i uh Without a community, it just feels like it kind of goes by the wayside. So. Mm. Yeah, pleasure to meet everybody.
0: Thanks for saying hello, Paul. Welcome. Hello. I am. My name is Anna Lee. Um, I have joined Common Grounds, um, for other things, but this is my first Wednesday night. Um, So thank you so much. It's great to be with you all. Um, Also agree, um, sometimes it's just hard to find community. Um, So I'm happy to be here. Glad glad you're here also. Thanks for saying hello. Well, how about... Anybody who's been here before, would you like to say hello? Somebody does, I know it.
2: Chuck here, taking the teachings from the Kingfield neighborhood of South Minneapolis. Great to see you all.
0: Good to see you too, Chuck. Thanks for saying hello. Hello from Woodbury, Minnesota. Hey, Grace. Hi, Jen from Northeast Minneapolis. Jen. Hey, Jen. Welcome back. Hi, I'm Sarah. I've um, practiced a couple times at Common Ground. And I used to practice in Cambridge at the Insight CIMC out there. So it's really nice to be with everyone. Hey, Sarah. Glad you're here. I was just teaching at CIMC last week. (laughs) I love Narayan so much. Anybody else? So, what are we going to talk about tonight? Yeah, I've just been really reflecting on this relational component, this relational aspect of the teachings and how it, yeah, how the teachings can be passed down in a way that amplifies the relational aspect of practice and um, some sometimes the, the conditions come together and in such a way that we we miss it. So I was sort of reflect been reflecting on um, the past year a little bit, and last week we there was I don't know if you all saw the new moon last week. It was about Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday or earlier in the week and it was so big and beautiful and it was also you know the celebration of the Buddha's enlightenment and the Buddha's birth all on 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 one day this holiday called Vesak and so just the and that coincided with the 1 year anniversary of the lynching and murder of George Floyd And so it just felt like a, an important time to, to feel into all of the, yeah, the teachings and the way, and give, have some gratitude for, all of the humans who have. Struggled and practiced and, taught. And not just in this spiritual lineage that we're practicing in the sharing the Buddhist teachings, reflecting on our lives and finding ways to be more skillful and compassionate and understand more deeply the depth of the teachings. But also in the ways that humanity just expresses itself All the good that's there, the farmers that cultivate the ground and this land that's been stewarded by indigenous people for so long and the ways that we create communities that are really imperfect, but we keep trying to do that. Just all of these ways of relating to life and that we're benefit, that we benefit from. seems worth a bow to the forces of humanity among us that contribute. There is this um, article in Lion's Roar. if I can pull it up. I'd like to read it to you. Well, look at that. June 2nd, a year ago. This is Written by Zinju Earthland Manual. It's called Darkness is Asking to be Loved. By now we have lost the tiny sense of peace we created for ourselves. Our composure is an idea long gone, reflected in the grinding of our teeth and locked jaws. If you're still holding up trying to meditate, I invite you to fall down fall down on the earth come down here and smell the sweat of terror on your skin overpowering the scent of agar wood come down on all fours and greet the darkness that reeks of death reaches out its desperate hand and asks to be loved as much as we love the light it gives come down here on this earth and breathe for those gasping for air hear each scream as a bell that never stops ringing Bury your face in the mud of this intimate place and this shared disease and tragedy. If you have nothing to say, now is the time for the deeper silence toned that does not apologize or seek something kind to say. And yet the deeper silence is not quiet. It whispers in the dark and wakes you from the nightmare. Come down here and be still on the earth. Let loose shame, rage, guilt, grief, pain, and make a river of it. Come down here. Catch the love poems hiding in the shouting. Watch the unfolding of the seasons from the ground. Look up at the sky. And when it hurts from being down here so long, roll over and see what you couldn't see from the other side. Breathe out loud. No particular posture needed. Fall down onto the earth, fall off your soft cushions, come down here, come down here where the only lullaby tonight will be the sound of your heart drumming the songs you were born with. Poets have a much better way of saying it. message that goes right to the heart and seems to really express the teachings in such a profound way. I feel like I could read that once a day. I've read it many times in the last week, but I could read it once a day and feel into something in a more deeper way than I did before. And there are many ways to receive the teachings, receive the Buddha's wisdom, to receive the, the benefits of practice over generations. And sometimes it's a lot easier than we expect. A lot simpler, maybe not easier, but at least simpler, less complicated. Just falling down on the earth. Letting life move us. Feeling beauty and the pain. This is what we're, this is what we train to be able to do. Skillfully, right? To feel life. To let it move us. And sometimes this Sincerity is everything. Just remembering that we're following something that we are seeking. I was speaking with a friend the other day and it just hit me, you know. I had this long friendship with this person And it just hit me in this moment, like, wow, you really make kindness your friend. You know, they were speaking about some really difficult things in their life. And it was just remarkable, like, oh, you're really, you're really befriending life. Relating to these experiences, these quite difficult, conflictual things. People, relationships that are challenged, but doing their best to just Keep orienting, turning towards the North Star. See what kindness has to offer here. And even when it feels really challenging, I'm not sure how to do this, but I know that it feels much better when this heart can be sensitive. So many of the stories in the scriptures and the Buddhist scriptures are told in conversation, or people talking to each other, the Buddhas responding to somebody's question or the story being told. The stories are really really speak to me. I'm curious about the the environment and the conditions and the culture and what's going on there. It's this story about this um, Patachara, this enlightened being at the time of the Buddha who lost, had uh, lost a lot and lost her husband and two children in the same day and learned that her family family's house burned to the ground and her parents died. And she's really grief-stricken and Yeah, just coming undone. Takes off her clothes. She's just not in her right mind. Stumbles into a meditation, into the place where the Buddha is teaching or is is there and naked. And some of the monastics are like, get her out of here. And the Buddha's like, no, give her a robe. She's welcome here. And then speaks directly to her and, and is like, you know, what I hear in the what the Buddha says is something like oh, this this belongs. This is your teacher. This life that's difficult is your teacher. And so much of how he responds to her in this moment is like. I'm here to care about you not to tell you what to do or what to think or how to change, but my job is to care about you. It just, it really moves me even when I'm just remembering it. And this is a lesson for us and how we um, learn to do community, how we Learn to be in relationship with each other. How we learn to be in relationship with the only, with the, with the experiences of our lives. Individually, our families, collectively. It's not a straightforward path, right? Patachara. Lost it. Grief stricken. Really challenged. I don't know what to do. And yet somehow was fortunate to find another being that was willing not to throw, was willing to practice kindness, was willing to follow the thread of kindness, which inspired her to do the same, to trust the North Star, right? That it's possible to, it's possible to trust sensitivity even in the most painful moments. And it's it's said that as she practiced and, you know, all of this came forward, all of the loss in her loss of her children, the loss of her husband, the loss of her family, this came forward in her practice. Of course it did. Right. Did any of us ever sit down and our, our lives not come forward to us? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Right. All of these losses came forward and she's sitting by the. By the river and being with it. And she gets this insight just watching the river that, oh, some lives are long, like the deep grooves in the, in the sand. Some lives are, are really short, like the shallow grooves in the sand. Some people live a long time, some people live a short time. And this is all a part of nature, but no matter how long we live, we're all going to, we're all going to die. And so it's through the, it's right in the middle of her life that she, that she is, that she finds a way, finds a path, that she understands something deeply it's through the, the compassion of her own heart to stay right there in that sensitivity and difficulty to meet it, to feel it, probably to cry. Probably to not know what to do. And this is how it is for us. This is how we go. It was I listened to a podcast uh, episode on 10% Happier. Some of you might've heard it. Um, well, there are many good ones lately. <laughs> Stacey McClendon has a wonderful episode on 10%. Highly recommend it on Courage. And Ayo Yatende, two days before that, podcast dropped with her genius. So... We have the time, go to 10%, check out Stacy and Io. And also, um, let me find the, the reference here. I can tell you the name. I think it's... Um... Oh, no, I don't have it in front of me. Well, I think it's Michelle Gonzalez, but I am not sure. So I'll look it up and and get it back to you. And I apologize. That's not having that in front of me. But this, uh, person who is a, identifies as being a former neo Nazi. And she is telling her story. Dan Harris is interviewing her, telling her story of The lifestyle that she lived, and the changes that she's made, and the work that she does. Too, it's she has made a career out of mentoring people who are aiming to get out of those communities, those behaviors. And I was um, really, really struck by the, you know, just. How confused we can all be as we make sense of our lives. And she had some difficulties in childhood, which she spoke about, and, um, which led her to see herself reflected in people that it could, could, could express anger, which, and one thing led to another. And she found herself in these, fell into these communities and these ways with other teenagers, Shannon Foley Martinez, Jessica. Yes, that's her name, I'm so sorry. Shannon Foley Martinez, Jessica put it in the chat for us. And then she learns that she's got a friend in another state and she's gonna take a road trip with a friend And she ends up staying some time with this friend's mother. And this person doesn't sound like she does extraordinary things, but she keeps reflecting back who she sees her to be, right? This mother, this person she's staying with, keeps saying, I see you, I see you, I see you. And just asking questions like, well, don't you want to, What do you want to do with your life? Why don't you take the SAT? Why don't you go to college? Why don't you do this? Here, here's a pencil, here I'll drive you. You know, just small efforts that, and she started to then see herself a little bit differently, like a person who could connect and a person who could perhaps live differently, have a different future. And how that is such a it's an extraordinary story you talk about it in a big way like this person who identified as a neo-Nazi then getting out of that life and you know I wouldn't, I don't think it would be fair to limit the story into like you know this one experience with this person who helped her turn things around. It was so much more than that and all these intricate ways that Either goodness or unfinished business was pulled, pulled into the fore. And this is kind of, this is the way it is for us that through our practice, we are, we we confront the most difficult places that we've visited in this life. The, our childhood wounds, our psychological wounds. And so it's really important for us to develop the skill and the value of inclusion so that we begin to feel and understand something deeply right in the middle of our lives. Like we don't have to somehow leave this complicated, imperfect human experience in order to awaken. We actually do that right here in the midst of our challenges and the mess that feels like it's unresolvable and and the opportunity that we have for each other to To be sincere, which means both acknowledging the challenge, but also reflecting what we see the Possibility. Like, oh, you're a human. There's a possibility of this life to express beauty. I don't know about you, but it really feels like it, it feels like a challenge and also something that I'm practicing with my own heart because there are plenty of I really don't even need to take the show on the road I could just sit here and feel into my own imperfections like oof, don't like that don't like that don't want that don't like that this is you know my narrative day in and day out I'm sure I'm not alone here And to also be brave enough to go like yeah sweetie you're learning and to remember to notice oh you you've got a skill here or a strength or this heart is good look at it in this moment don't be afraid get that right here this is all a part of our practice One of the a phrase that's sometimes used is this phrase of spiritual bypass. This false idea that we're more awakened than we actually are. This pretending. So this noticing our own kindness isn't pretending. Or this noticing our own goodness isn't pretending. It's actually just having a more balanced view a more balanced view of humanity, the humanity that's expressed right here in this life makes it possible to see it in the world. But spiritual bypass is a different kind of thing. It's like this pretending to be more awakened than we are or this Um, appropriating the teachings. But the benefit is so vast to be messy, to be alive in our mess, and to be able to name that, you know, like to not pretend like here, here we are, here I am. A total mixed bag. Some beauty. Some unfinished business, some expression of psychological wound that, you know, oh, this is my, these are my attachment issues that are coming to the fore right here now. Oh, yeah, look at that. Total mess. Oh, and that the beauty of this sensitive heart that can feel it and connect and be honest and be sincere. And then to watch, you know, every expression of humanity that we can see and find in the world do the same thing. That's like the opposite of spiritual bypass, it's courage. This is from Tanisra, the end of chapter 12 and listening to the heart. She says, these days, it seems the world is getting more chaotic and dangerous, but there is also potential here. As the shadows are drawn into the light of our awareness, there's the opportunity to free human consciousness from old dysfunctional beliefs. Rather than using spirituality to push away what is held in the shadow. The invitation is to touch our wounds with loving awareness so that we can move beyond them. As a global consciousness, we are in an evolutionary process It is painful, confused, and fraught with danger. However, as each of us awakens beyond the apartheid of our minds, as we choose to live beyond the energy of fear and oppression, we will birth the winged butterfly of our future. So don't be frightened, dear friend, if a sadness confronts you larger than any you have ever known. Casting its shadow over all you do, you must think that something is happening within you. And remember that life has not forgotten you. It holds you in its hand and will not let you fall. Why would you want to exclude from your life any uneasiness, any pain, any depression, since you don't know what work they are accomplishing within you? to some inspiration to really belong. Thanks so much for your patient, kind attention tonight. Saved a little bit of time in case you have comments, reflections, questions, disputes, everything's welcome. (laughs) You can just unmute yourself and- Hi,
3: I'm Roseanne.
0: yep hi Roseanne
3: hi I've been to common ground a lot but I don't get to these Wednesday night sessions very often and tonight it's exactly what I need
4: Mm. thank
3: you Shelly, for your calm voice and your simple penetrating message tonight Mm. and I loved it when you brought up several things you brought up hit me but just bringing up the word narrative I've been not doing my practice regularly recently and so I'm trying to get back into it And I tried to describe what I was feeling. And I thought, I've got this narrative going in my head all the time. And if I'm either, it's either a story I'm making up, or it's a documentary I'm watching on my phone in the middle of the night, or it's just, and I just thought, I'm just watching myself just get carried away with Mm -hmm. this constant narrative, either supplied by me or someone else. (laughs) and. When you talk about going into the deep silence, you know I think about that, and tonight i 'm going to think about that when I crawl into bed and i 'm thinking you're you 're safe here. You can allow yourself to go into the silence mm. and just trust it maybe you 'll just and if i and actually, I know that i've tried i haven 't thought of it quite that way, but if I just let my if I just trust that, I can fall asleep. <laughs> But, um, just your message tonight really helps me a lot. Thank you so much. Oh,
0: thank Let you, it. Roseanne. Anybody else want to add your voice to the space to the collective? I will. Hi, Brian. All right.
1: So um, I'll add my gratitude for the talk tonight. It was really, really cut, cut to the core in a lot of ways. And something that I've been thinking about a lot lately that's really been helping me, um, with some, as you know, I've told you this, I'm reading The Hidden Lamp, with, from which... Has that story that you just told about Patagara? But um, I'm reading it for the fourth time in a row, and um, there's one reflection in there where one of the off, one of the commenters is talking about awakening, and uh, she just makes this simple statement that awakening is, there is nothing special, nothing added. And nothing perfect. And I've just really been finding that use useful lately. Um, that's it.
0: Thank you,
2: Shelley. Um, Chuck here pronouns, he, him, I really took to heart your comment, trust kindfulness like the North Star. Mm. And uh, as a lifelong camper, I've seen that North Star a lot. And I've also needed a compass a lot. (laughs) Many, uh, about 10 years ago, a dear family member was, um, it was very complex and, and uh, my spouse and I, who I spent a lot of time camping with, had the, had the line, let's take out our compass and see which direction love is in, because we would be lost at those moments. We really weren't sure which direction to head. So I really like your trust, kindfulness, like the North Star. What a gift. Thank you. Mm,
0: thanks Chuck. Yeah. Sometimes we do need a compass. Sometimes a compass is not anywhere near us either. and We have to improvise.
2: There are those cloudy days when the sundial doesn't work either. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's right. Then what do you do? Fall down, fall down on the earth. Yeah. Perhaps see if there's some kindness in that move move towards right like seeking Perhaps we'll close. Patrice, would you do us the honors again?
4: I would be happy to lead us in sharing the merit, this really beautiful act of imaginative generosity. So if there's any goodness to our practice, any benefit, Any blessing, any merit, we would gladly share it with others. In fact, if we could, we would give it all away, every bit of it, joyfully, gladly, happily. We would share it, give it all away if we could. We would give it to our parents, our teachers, our families, our friends, our community, we would give it to those we really like and those we don't like at all. We would give it to all persons, everywhere. And in addition to the two-legged, we would give our blessings to the four-legged, the many-legged, the winged, the scaly, the slithery, the finned we would give it to all beings everywhere. May all beings find a path of peace. May all beings be free from suffering.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you.
4: Take care. Thank you. Thank you.
0: This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org.
1: Thank you for listening.